0: From the Terraces, on Cambridge 105 Radio.
1: Cambridge United, as you said, nil all yesterday. Uh, Depending on which form table you read, um, Mm. it it depends where we are, because if you count six games in a row, which for some bizarre reason, I don't know why six is the number they pick, Mm. uh, we are, what, we're fifth behind Crewe, Port Vale, Swindon and Cheltenham, but if we draw next week, or win, so if we draw, we go uh, second, and if we win, we go on top. Mm -hmm. And you've got to say that... uh, I know there's a lot of uh, disquiet about whether Bonds is going to get the job, um, but you can't really argue with it. I mean, it's difficult because Joe Dunn did the same, of course, uh, before before they employed him on a permanent basis. But it's difficult to argue, argue against it, especially if we get a good result next week. You'll effectively be saying no to the manager who gets the February Manager of the Month award because he's pretty much got to, yeah. Uh, if he, especially if he can win, because that'll give him what uh, uh, sixteen points from eighteen, from where we were, would just be a stunning achievement. So you can't. It makes certainly makes it very difficult for the people in charge not to uh, not to consider
0: him. I think the point about <laughs> Joe Dunn is exactly the point uh, to be made. That's why people are cautious about this. And um yeah, he just needs uh, he just needs to carry on doing what he's doing. Um I'll, people are warming to him because he's getting results and I think the the longer this goes on the better for him if he want if he wants that job because yeah, this is absolutely the way to prove that you've uh, you've got you can cut it at the top.
1: Yeah, and he, I, I I mean we, we said we said when we first started talking about this that the difficulty will be had would be the Joe Dunn legacy because people are wary of employing someone internally because there are those people that say well he's part of the problem because he's been there for so long which I don't think is entirely fair because if, if 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 the head coach has done their job then they take advice from the assistant head coach but ultimately they're the one carrying the can hence that's why Calderwood uh, ended up going so it, it, it's probably a bit difficult to, to, to stretch it to that but I, I get where people come from he's got no league to experience really but then he's been with a League Two team for five, what five years, yeah. so he has. So and and that kind of didn't wash too much when when you consider that we were going to employ the Brighton under twenty three manager who's got no League experience, let alone League Two experience. So that didn't that didn't make sense. It's interesting. I saw that uh, um, the the Cambridge News had printed that uh, at the last minute uh, it, th- he'd had his change of heart. Which I don't, I don't I'm I, not quite sure. Uh, that's what it's happened. not true. It's no. not. I'm sure it's not true. I, I as I say, we talked about this last week. I heard um, that he wanted to bring an assistant with him, and uh, that obviously doesn't fit in with the mm. uh, the ethos of what United are trying to do. So that that was the reason it fell through. Now whether that's true or not, mm. I heard it from a very good source. It has to be said. So <laughs> so, so I do kind of think that there's something to it. Mm. Um, right. Let's uh, let's uh, get um, Matt on the phone, um, and hopefully he's going to be around. Sorry. I'm just really really ill-prepared because I didn't have anything set up because I didn't get in until two seconds ago so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the drama of live radio, whatever
1: you do right? don't come into Cambridge you thought you thought the extinction rebellion were causing traffic problems I don't even know what it is it's just going up Mill Road it's just an absolute nightmare
0: yeah there's uh, but uh, they've been working on it all day as well so it's obviously I don't know if this is last minute or if this was planned but it's it's absolute carnage
1: yeah it is but uh, you know that's the way it goes uh, we can't we can't deal with that as I say if it wasn't for the other traffic I'd have been perfect Really fine as well, but hey Matt, how you doing?
2: Hey Tim, not too bad, thank you yourself.
1: Yeah, would you have taken a nil or draw on the way up to the
2: game? Uh well yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think um, you know, it's a very, very good result and if you if you think back to you know the past few weeks, you know leading up to this sort of run we've been on, I think a lot of people would have looked at the the Plymouth game with uh, some trepidation and uh, you know expecting quite a, a you know a, a tough hiding at the end of it. But I thought we defended really really well yesterday. I thought the, the game plan was pretty good, and uh, in all fairness, out uh, of the the two teams uh, you know playing yesterday, I thought we had better clear cut chances. Um, should have definitely had a penalty. Uh, I can't understand what the referee and the linesman are, are thinking over that one. You know, the first half when we were pinned back for quite a while, but when we did get get through, as I say, you know, Paul Mullin was absolutely, you know, bundled to the ground. It was an absolute foul, and you know, a stone penalty. And then the second half, as I say, you know, we weathered another early storm again, and you know, we had the, the, the clearest chance. Unfortunately, it felt a Reggie Lamb uh of all the people you wanted it to fall to, it probably wouldn't have been him. And, you know, we really should have scored and, you know, probably got a goal from the game. But I think we have to be really, really pleased with the result. You know, it's it's a good point away from home. I think that the stats are like three clean sheets, uh, you know, away from home now. And, you know, things are you know certainly looking brighter, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about that penalty. I mean, it, 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 it's funny that uh, Quest chose not to show it on the uh, highlights they showed on the show. They were on the uh, full highlights, and we said at the time that it's difficult to understand. You know, you can you can argue about the standard of refereeing uh, as much as you want, but it's difficult to understand how that couldn't have been seen as a penalty. It, to me, I mean, we're we're obviously right at the other end of the pitch but you couldn't you couldn't have really asked for a clearer penalty than that it was it, it you know it wasn't it wasn't a slight push it wasn't a brief encounter it was like he followed him and pushed him all the way through the area it was i just it's beyond belief that that's not given
2: yeah, absolutely, and the, you know the referee and the linesman are were actually in decent positions when you when you look at the highlights. You know they they couldn't have been any sort of closer or had a more clearer view than what they did have. And as you say, no matter what you you know about referee standards, and you know in fairness, from by all accounts, he actually didn't have a bad game yesterday, the referee. But you know it's it's a big decision to make in the game and. Uh, you know, he's got it completely and utterly wrong. And as I say, you know, even if he can't see it, he's still so far back that he can't see the push because the, the Plymouth player might have been obscuring, you know, his view, the the linesman's right there, level with them as well. So why that he's not communicating to the referee that, you know, Paul Mullen has, has been fouled all the way is is completely beyond me and, you know, it, it completely changes the game if he gives that decision one way or the other. Either you know, we scored the penalty and we've got something to hold on to and, you know, necessarily they might have come out a bit more and tried to break us down and probably might have got a goal. But you don't know. But it, it's still a massive game changer that, that the referee has got wrong. And it's, it's so, so poor. And we've had a few of them this year. It has to be said, you know, we've been really unlucky um, in recent weeks, with refereeing decisions, you know, I think you can go back to. I think the the Stevens game stands out for one. You know when they just scored, and you know Liam O'Neill was bundled in in the box, and uh, he got booked for for diving. You know, and that it's those kind of things. that you know these aren't you know sort of silly, sort of fifty fifty, or it could go one way or the other. You know these are stone wall penalties. These referees are missing, and it's just not it's not good enough. And you you would hope that he's probably gone back over the. You know the match highlights and seeing that he's made a mistake. Uh, I, I don't think you know. I don't think Mark Bonner was too upset. You know after after the game, as such, uh, listening to his comments. But you know he did say it was a penalty, and um, you know you just got to hope that the referee goes back and sees that he's made a mistake, and you know hopefully learns how better communication next time with his with his other official.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean that is to say, you, you, you do get. I mean, the, the really interesting thing is some of the some of the worst referees would have given that just even if they hadn't seen it, they would have just assumed that there must have been a push because he, he was. You know, it's just. I think if you look at the reaction of the players as well, that's always the giveaway. Especially the Plymouth players who they didn't they didn't kind of wave it off. They just looked, and you could tell they were all just waiting for the penalty to come in. And even we we were chatting with some fans from the in the from the home end, and they were saying from where they were standing they were lucky you know it was incredibly lucky that they we got away, well, they got away with it, so i I mean it is what it is, and yeah Reg, Reggie lamb's going to relive that one for a long time. it is funny because alive it looked like it had come onto him very fast, and you kind of just gave him the benefit of the doubt, but the replay shows actually you know it came across quite clearly to him you could see it coming, and really he should have made something at least get it on target and force a save even if you even if you're not going to score because it is kind of difficult i mean. It, it it was an, it was interesting that uh, there were some comments says, it'd be interesting what your thoughts on this because the idea that the the idea that liam O'Neill went off it it wasn't that people were filled with dread that Reggie Lamb was coming on it was the fact that he might not be available next week now now who'd have thought that would be something fans were saying uh, sort of two three weeks ago
2: yeah i know absolutely um yeah it's it's the way the things turned i mean the the good the, the only good thing I think about the uh, the injuries is obviously we we managed to get Samir Carruthers onto the pitch um a bit earlier which i, I think you know, made a hell of a lot of difference by the sounds of it. You know, he he's absolutely a class above. Um, again, uh, yesterday, you know, he, he just does, does things so easy and so simply. Tim, you know, it, it's you know, it's just the basic things at times. Jesse got a, a silly booking by all accounts as well, which was a a bit of a concern going into to the second half um but yeah you know it, unfortunately the players a couple of them have got injured which is which is always a blow but there's there's players coming back as we say you know Samir Kravas came on and he put a good shift in you know got some good minutes under his belt um and, you know Jack rolls was was about as well arcade okay, didn't come on but you know he, he was about and he's ready to go and you would think you know if, if Paul Lewis and uh, Liam O'Neill going to be out of you know for a couple of weeks you know they've got those options to to come on it has to be said our midfield does look really really strong in fact the the knee players are, are probably better than our actual midfielders really and truly and um, as as we said we, we've got uh, reggie lamb you know, hanging about as well. Uh, who, yeah, as you say, Tim. He he, he should have scored. You know, it, it, it's it's unforgivable, really. He, he should be working the goalkeeper, as you say, at least. It's a it's a really poor miss on on his part. And um, you know, as I say, of all the players that the, the the ball fell to at that point, he he wouldn't have been the one that he would have Picked out at the moment for for the chance to fall to. And, um, you know, it, it was all good work by El Mazzoni as well, who I thought had a, another half decent game yesterday as well and looks a real talent. Um, you know, shame that we're not going to have him for next year because, you know, he could have been integral. To our plans next year, uh, if we if we'd been able to to keep hold of him on loan again, but yeah. I'd he'll like go back to Ipswich. I so. I,
1: mean, uh, th- I, th- I, th- I think that's uh, that's that uh, every week that we've seen him on the pitch, it's always tinged with that feeling that he's not. Go- I mean, he, to be fair, even even if he even if he doesn't go back to Ipswich, I don't think I don't think Cambridge unless unless for location reasons. I don't know whether you know whether he's based here locally and wouldn't want to move. But there will be clubs looking for him, and uh, I, I don't I don't suppose we're in the market for that, even if he doesn't go back to Ipswich. But you look at him, and it, it was interesting that even when we were soaking up the pressure, um, albeit riding our luck at times, but then that, that's part of the game, you always had the feeling when he picked the ball up with his back to goal and turned, he looked like he could score. And that's, that's the big difference, is that it gives us something we haven't had before. And I think that combined with the width um, and actually it's interesting as well one of the things I thought yesterday was that we were slower than we have been to the second ball uh, since Bonner took over um, it seems to be one of the things that as, high, as, as kind of like as, as, as marked his time as a manager is the effort that the players are putting in and particularly it means we get to the second ball quicker and that was letting us down a bit yesterday and that's what put, kept putting us under pressure because our clearances were just getting nowhere, I mean there was a, in the first Half there was probably twenty minutes where I don't think we played the ball outside of uh, certainly not outside of our half and probably not even for, you know ten yards outside of the ten yards in that our own half was about the furthest we could get up. So you know that made it difficult. But as you say, we defended well, albeit sometimes with a bit of luck. Um, Burton pulled off a save that I'm not sure he knew too much about, and had it gone to one side of him or the other, I think he might have struggled a bit more. But but he did it, and that's what it's there for. Carruthers obviously headed off the line, and yeah getting booked, I mean, you know, you don't put your hands on the referee. You're going to get booked every time if you put your hands on the referee. So, uh, you know, not, not the smartest of moves. But, you, you, I mean, you've seen, you've seen El Mazzini, Jack. What, what He is going to be missed, obviously, because he isn't going to be back next year unless we have a miracle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think unless Cambridge do the impossible <clears> and uh, break into the playoffs and win the playoffs, uh, he might... i like, come back to that in yeah. a second, actually. <laughs> I, think, um, I think he's at League One or better standard already, really, um, and we're lucky to have him for this time. The point about him and Roll, is yeah, a good one. It's going to leave quite, quite a hole come the end of the season, even though Rolls seems to only play a bit part due to injuries and, and that. But El-, El Mazzini is just a cut above. You can just see it, time on the ball, yeah. gets out of his feet. That shot that hit the bar against uh, Bradford um, last week yeah. um, was yeah, just... Yeah. That, would
1: have, that would have been goal of the season yeah. had that
0: gone in. Technique, <laughs> just everything. is just really good. He's pacey. And yeah, he's uh, <laughs> yeah a really, really fun player to watch. And uh, yeah, it's a shame that he's... Uh, Not going to be here long, but to get the most out of him while he is here is absolutely what we need to do.
1: So it's uh, Carlisle this weekend, Jack. I mean, uh, after the result yesterday, they only managed, uh, they were down uh, to Morecambe. They managed to come back and get two or draw. A good time to be playing Carlisle, really.
0: Um, yeah it is Carlisle are like one of the most unpredictable clubs in the league sometimes they come out and play incredible football or you know very attacking and sometimes they're absolutely clueless and wholly defensively I think it is a good time to play and they're kind of down there Um, again the pressure has been relieved from teams like Carlisle and Mansfield because of the one relegation place this year yeah, um,
1: and Stevenage absolutely yeah, falling on the sword yeah, for everyone else Stevenage <laughs>
0: taking it, <laughs> taking it uh, for everyone yeah but uh, yeah it's um, Carlisle are, are down there and they certainly should be looking Cambridge to get all three points from that um, but as I say they're such a tricky opponent Cambridge have a history with Carlisle since they've been back in the Football League of eventful games let's say so um, I think yeah it's not, good. it's not a given and as uh, as we've said, they are due a loss, which would be a shame if they lost the momentum in a home game in Carlisle. I think the late yeah. Orient game might be when the wheels come off you know, the, the, the Bonner train. Uh, but, uh, yeah, certainly they they'll be looking to get all three points against Carlisle. The Cambridgeshire Midweek Football Show on Cambridge 105 Radio with the Cambridgeshire Football Association promoting football at all levels across the city and South Cambridgeshire.
3: So, let's start with Cambridge City then this afternoon, this hour, and, as I said, a 2-0 win for them last night against Brentwood in the Ismian North Division. Four wins on the bounce. They're in pretty good form, and midfielder Tom Wood joins me on the line to discuss last night's win. Thanks for coming on the show, Tom. No worries. you okay? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Very good. Good. You must be pretty good after last night's win. A 2-0 victory, Tom. Another win. Talk us through the game. I'm sure you're pretty pleased with it.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's always nice to uh, come away after a long journey on a Tuesday night. Um, Lucky the game was on, to be fair. I think if it started raining any earlier, um, we probably wouldn't have got it on. But, no, very happy to get it on. Um, The pitch was okay. We managed to play around on it really well. Um, And, yeah, just a real real high energy around the camp at the minute. And we're taking that into our games. And we're dominating all over the pitch, uh, defensively, midfield, um, we're first to every ball and yeah, just a real young team, enthusiastic. that's uh, going really well at the minute.
3: Just just quickly before we come on to the game, how difficult is it at the minute, Tom, with the pitches, with the number of games called off, like you say, travelling midweek as well? Because of the games called off, it means they stack up now towards the end of the season, probably a few more midweek games than you'd expect. Is that is that difficult to deal with?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's um, you, you sort of you tune your body in for Tuesday, Saturday uh, fixtures um, all season really. Um, if you get a Tuesday off or or it's just training, um, yeah, it's, it's it's okay. But no, we're we're all prepared for a Tuesday, Saturday uh, fixture. Um, you just have to do the right things in the week and uh, and yeah, just take each game as it comes, and that's what we've been doing.
3: You bagged the second goal in the night last night. Your second since joining for City as well. So you managed to chip in with a few goals as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, very happy with that. Um, since uh, Luke Knight's um, uh, back at the, the centre of the park, uh, it allows me and me and Isaac to free up our role and uh, become more box to box midfielders. Um, so I find myself arriving into the box a lot more. Um, and yeah, I'm getting a few chances, and thankfully, I'm putting them away.
3: Was it as good as your first? I, I managed to see it against Sabria. It must have been twenty five yards out into the into the roof, the net just clipped the crossbar. And was it as good as that last night?
4: It wasn't as uh, wasn't as, as blockbuster as that one. Um, it was more more sort of uh, just inside the box, um, a bit of a scramble, and uh, I just reacted uh, first and caught the keeper flat-footed.
3: So four wins on the bounce then for the side as well. Like you said previously, the group must feel so much confidence at the minute, and the sky's the limit in that case.
4: Yeah, that's it. We're um, we're going really well. Um, the lads are brilliant. Everybody's tuned in on. On the job, we just want to finish as high as we can in the league, um, wherever that, that may be, um, and yeah, and get a piece of silverware. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to the rest
3: of the season. Yeah, of course, with the, the County Cup to come. What has changed then, Tom? Just talk us through a bit from your experience since arriving, what you feel has changed. Because if you look back at the run, there was one win in December, yeah. one win in January, and then sort of just after the, the start of Feb, you managed to click, and then you've found these four games on the bounce. What, is, what has changed to make that, that shift in performances and clearly in results?
4: Um, well, the gaffer um, mentioned it in his uh, talk after the game yesterday. Um, we've sort of got the right balance between experience and youth now. Um, and I feel that's really coming through. Um, through the spine, we've got um, me and Luke Knight in the middle and then you've got um, guards and uh, Jordan Jen at the back. Um, and I just feel that that is bringing out the best in the younger players as well. Um, having that sort of stability of uh, experience in, in, in the sort of the spine of the team. Um, everyone's flourishing off that and hitting some really good form.
3: Did it just click as well? Or was it just something that happened happened straight away or, or did you see it happening over time?
4: Um, well it, it happened quite quick. Um, two games in um, my arrival we, we lost both games but I could see um, I could see sort of brewing underneath what what was happening. Um, and then after those two games, uh, we managed to get a real real good result. And then that was it. It just seems to have, have clicked. But it, it's been there. It just needed um, a few, few more ingredients. And it seems like we've got that, that mixture all, all set.
3: With regards to the midfield three, you touched on it a, a while ago, and it was something I spoke to you about when I last covered the Sudbury game with yourself, Luke Knight yourself and Isaac Maynard. Why do you think that is working, working so well? Luke Knight slightly more defensive allows, like you said, you and Isaac to be slightly more attacking minded, but there is a really nice balance there.
4: Yeah, like I said, uh, the the four three three formation is uh, really really working well, and with um, Luke sitting at the bottom, um, just being our real uh, anchor in the team. Um, it does allow me and Isaac to use our energy uh, up and down, and yeah, we seem to be winning the first ball, the second ball, um, and it's just really we're all complementing each other well in there.
3: And is it a similar role to what you've been asked to do in the past, whether it be at St Ives or other clubs? Is it a sort of similar role that you're used to playing?
4: Um, well, I've been I've been shipped uh, around to lots of different positions uh, so far in my uh, in my non-league career, um, so working my way back into midfield. Um, I've always seen myself as a, a number eight, box-to-box, um, high energy, and also chipping in with the goals. So um, as soon as the, uh, the Gaffer told me that, that that would be my role here, I was t- grabbed it with both hands and thankfully it's paying off at the minute.
3: Four clean sheets as well. It's really worth mentioning that. Tom Gardner and Jordan Jen, they've seemed to establish a really good partnership together at the back.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, those two... And then you've got Yao and Seb, and also a keeper in really, really good form at the minute as well. Um, yeah, we just look like every game we go into, we're solid. Um, we've got people throwing their body on the line, and also goal line clearances are, are, are in play. And it just it just shows you also not only their their quality on the ball, but um, the togetherness and the the real solidarity they've got at the back is is brilliant.
3: And what does that do to, to the side, to the rest of the team, midfield and, and going forward, that you know that perhaps if you're not firing up top, you've got the solidity behind you to keep the ball out the back of the net?
4: Definitely. It's, it's massive. Um, yesterday, for example, we had um, a couple cleared off the line for us um, and it just gives us that belief that um, going forward on the counter-attack, for example, we know we can um, commit bodies into the box because we've got that defensive solidarity at the back and it is, it's really nice to have.
3: Three your next four team, uh, three next four games. Sorry, our are, our are teams above you in the league. I guess is this the sort of next period now that'll really test you've won, had four wins on the bounce, played really well. But these next sort of few games will perhaps test how far you have come in in the short space of time so far.
4: Yeah, definitely. This next block um, it will be tough. Um, but after having these these four games to really build up some confidence, I think at the minute um, we, we don't matter, don't matter who we play. Um, we're all we all in good form um, and I think yeah it, we will take some stopping if we keep playing like we have done.
3: Three away games in there as well in in a row after this weekend's home match against Canvey on Holbridge Sports away, Haybridge-Swifts away and Molden Tiptree away. Two of them on a Tuesday night that's a bit of a slog for the start of March isn't it?
4: Yeah yeah <laughs> um, the, the funny thing is though we are playing really well away Um our former at I mean is brilliant we're we, we like going to these places and uh, showing what we can do. Um, the pitches seem to have been really good, even with the weather. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's refreshing to go and to go away and feel like, even though we're away and the the odds might be against you, that we're we're in form and we're gonna we're gonna do a job.
3: And what is the goal now to the end of the season? Is it just to continue building and continue momentum? Is or are sorry, playoffs? too far away. Spoke to Seb Simpson a while back and he said he was still believing. Is that the case amongst the rest of the group or is there a, perhaps a slightly more realistic person on your shoulder telling you that it might be a bit too far away?
4: Uh, well, we're just playing each game. Uh, finish as high as we can. Um, I think we've got a, a few results that need to go our way if we can If we can make playoffs. It's, it's, it's not mathematically impossible, so um, definitely have one eye on that. Um, but yeah, we just want to Win every game, finish as high as we can, um, win a piece of silverware. And I think um, in, in a tough season, we'll look back if that is the case. And uh, I think the lads will be pretty happy.
3: 13 points off it at the minute. Bury Town in 5th in uh, four, sorry, 46 points. So at the minute, 17 points off it. But we often talk how good a season Houston have has. On this show, and and on the number of shows we do on Cambridge 105, 35 points yourselves have got a couple of games in hand on Iston, and uh, or sorry, a game in hand Iston, and you and you're only behind them by just the three points. So it shows you really that that how, how important this this last run has been for City so far. In terms of coming up to the end of the season, Tom, last year when City really hit their form was again at this sort of back end time of the season. They were looking like they were ready to build for this season. Of course then the change of league meant a number of players left and it sort of disrupted the start. For Robbie and I imagine the group yourself as well, is it just is it just about trying to build momentum for next season? So when you come to that first game, where it be start of all August or middle of August that you are ready to go and you've got a real chance at pushing for those playoff spots?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think this is the the toughest league um, in in the Step 4 category, Um, so it has been tough, Um, but yeah, I feel that at the minute um, we've got a real good uh, team team spirit um, some real quality with the the balance of experience and youth and I feel if, if we can keep the lads together finish nice and high, keep everyone enjoying it um, next season, we can be in a, a real good shape to uh, to challenge for it.
3: And just last, Tom, before we let you go, what it just tell us a bit about what is the difference between the leagues, Cause obviously you've played in the Southern Premier with St Ives, now over to the Ismian North with, with Histon. Tell us a bit about the differences between the two. A lot of people saying that this league is tough for Robbie. When I have spoke to him, said this league is a lot tougher than the, the equivalent of the Southern Premier uh, side of things. Do you agree? Do, do you think it is different and, and a bit harder?
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, it, is,
4: it is the toughest league, I believe. Um, every team is well drilled, strong, um, and it's more they're, they're more street smart. Um, the way they, they know how to win games, um, and it is tough to play against. Well,
3: we'll let you go, Tom. It sounds like your little one is is wanting you off the phone in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks very much. Enjoy- that. That's all right. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. And all the best for the weekend. <laughs>
4: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
3: The Cambridgeshire Midweek
0: Football Show on Cambridge 105 Radio with the Cambridgeshire Football Association promoting
3: football at all levels across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Both United Women and City Lays were in County Cup action on Sunday. As I said, United in the Hunts FA Women's Cup. They defeated ICA Sports 11 0. So let's hear from head coach Ben Yeomans. I managed to catch up with him after the game.
6: It's really easy to come into these games with the wrong mentality and it's sometimes hard to focus on having the right mentality as much as you believe you are um so look, the first 15 minutes were, were really important we set our stall out we played well and for me it wasn't just about the result today there was there was individual challenges that i needed the girls to to, to accomplish there was bits that i weren't happy with some of the girls doing in certain games so it was a chance for us to rectify stuff like that so as a team um the chance for us to focus on Doing things a certain way, and I was really happy with that today. To
3: be honest, does the county cup competition present a chance to coach players a bit more in games, where well? it's roll and roll off subs? I so saw so you bring on, bring off Angelia Nixon after she scored two, and then you sat down with her and you sort of talking to quite a bit, and then she came on in the second half. Does that you to be a bit more of a coach during the game?
6: One hundred percent, absolutely, um, and that's what I do like about the roll and roll off scenario. Um, it gives you a chance to to give players who sometimes are on the fringes or haven't had a a chance to start and impress Tori Lawless was outstanding today for me the best player on our pitch Um, and that's her first start of the season Um, she came in quite late and she just had to be really patient and she was phenomenal today Um, again Angelina young girl brilliant talent but needs to learn about a lot of off the ball stuff and tactically and how she can be unselfish for the team so that was a chance and she scored a couple but positional wise I'd given her some instructions to do in the changing room beforehand and she wasn't quite doing it for me so it was a chance for me to just pull her aside get her to watch someone else who I know can do that for me and then go back onto the pitch and and, and show me she's she's taking it on board so no really pleased in that aspect and that's a real benefit to the cup
3: So nice in the finals a, a nice chance to grab some silverware and potentially something to look forward to in, in a season that table wise in the league has been relatively disappointing
6: um I think re- regarding the the silverware it's it more than anything there's a little bit of an anticlimax because um, we wanted to be in the Cambridge county cup this year being the holders very strange why we weren't in that considering that um, even last year we weren't in playing our home games in the county we were playing in Suffolk and Mildenhall so for that to be the reason why we're not in it this year was was confusing and frustrating Um, St Ives are they're a superb team Darren is an unbelievable coach I get on really well with him Um, so by no means is is this an easy chance of silverware at all it'll be an extremely tough game um, but one that we're looking forward to Um, the, the, the league has been yes disappointing um i'm still looking for the next few games the next couple of months to to change that um this year was always going to be a transitional year so next next year we're we're looking to build on more of what we've done this year um yeah no um it's a good chance for the girls to build their confidence and and nice little finish to the season whatever happens in the league
7: the cambridgeshire midweek football show
0: on cambridge 105 radio with the cambridgeshire football association promoting football at all levels across the city and south cambridgeshire
3: Let's move on to Cambridge City now then and they, as I said, in the Cam's Invitation Cup final, they made it for after defeating Newmarket Town 4-1 on Sunday. Let's start with the first team coach, Ollie Drake, took up proceedings and he joined Cambridge City ladies prior to Christmas. I think it was the Stevenage game on the 10th of November, which was his first game, a 2 draw for the Lilywhites and I spoke to him on the weekend, other than the post-match interview after the Newmarket game, a bit about his time at the club so far making the step back into women's football
7: it is a big change for me I left I left the coaching trade over a year ago now to go and work for my family business and at God Manchester I've got you know I bought I bought guys in to very much do the coaching and I just very much manage the team and, and manage the coaches there so when I was offered the opportunity to, to get back on the grass I was really really excited about it because I do, I do miss coaching um, I do miss getting out there, you know, getting your boots dirty, as they say, as a coach, and and getting the cones down and, you know, and and really, really working with groups. And it's such a relief when when you see how dominant we've been this afternoon and some of the work that we have been putting in on the training ground. And you're seeing it paying off and you're, you're getting little comments from players, oh, I really enjoyed that, oh, you know, I really enjoyed that training session and stuff. It's great. It's great to go away with, because if the girls turn up and they're enjoying training, then they'll get what we're doing. If they turn it up and they're not enjoying it, they don't want to be there, they they won't necessarily not get it, but they might be more inclined to not get it and not do it when you ask them to do it. So I've really, really enjoyed it. It's a great club. The people that are are involved and and you see the same faces every week, you know, it's always like, oh, hello, Ollie. And it's like, (laughs) great. It's, you know, so welcomed. Tim's excellent to work with. He's got so much passion for this football club and so much love for this team and group. You know, not just the, the first team, the Devs and, and the A-team as well. He's a, he's a real, real club guy. And when he offered me the chance, like, I wasn't going to say no. It was an opportunity to get back on the grass, an opportunity. I worked at Ipswich in women's football, but this standard is, is by far a lot better than it was four or five years ago when I was over there. Um, so I'm really, really enjoying it, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the challenges for the rest of the season. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of raring to go now already on Thursday to get back out on the grass and and get training and and get some prep together for Basildon, which, you know, as as Hannah spoke about um, in the week, is is a completely different game plan Mm. to what's happened today. And it's important not to fill the girls' heads with too much information, because that can also be lost and forgotten because you're bombarded with, you know, you're bombarded with so much. Um, So, yeah, I'm delighted to have had the opportunity Really, the girls are an absolute dream to coach they really are, they listen, they want to learn they ask questions, they've got I mean, the banter needs some work but you know that's because <laughs> mine's good but bless them, yeah, it's, it's a really, really good environment to be in at the moment It'll
3: be interesting to see what the girls think about Ollie Drake's banter, I'm sure they'll deny the fact that it's better than theirs The Cambridgeshire Midweek Football Show on Cambridge 105
0: Radio with the Cambridgeshire Football Association promoting football at all levels across the city and South Cambridgeshire
3: Let's talk Histon now, though. And as I said, they are the other team in the Camden Invitation Cup final taking on Cambridge City ladies on Wednesday after they defeated Fulburn 4-2 on Sunday afternoon. And their manager, Matt Payne, joins me on the line. Thanks for coming on the show, Matt. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about the final next week. How excited are you to be be playing at the Abbey, playing Cambridge City and and getting it all underway?
5: Very excited. Uh, We had a training session last night. Obviously, after Sunday, the players were quite excited, pleased to be in the final it's been two, three seasons, I think, now since we've lost in this final. Obviously, we've been going through a very big rebuild process over ourselves the last couple of years and finally feel like things are starting to go in the right direction now. So, yes, everyone's definitely excited to be playing down at the Abbey.
3: Let's talk about the win on Sunday then, a 4-2 victory against Fulham. It, it seems a, a comfortable victory from the scoreline. Was it that in the game?
5: Uh, we we started very well, but didn't take chances early on. Um, Then, unfortunately, a a dubious penalty ended up going against us and, if anything, probably actually forced us to wake up a little bit, Uh, going 1-0 down. We then sort of got back into the game, perhaps not playing at our best. Conditions were hard for both teams, to be fair, as it probably was for most games at the weekend. Um, But once we got our noses back in front, got into half time, we sort of cruised into the second half, really, even though we did concede one more quite early. We then went on to score two more and hit the woodwork plenty more times as well. So the scoreline probably didn't quite reflect how well we really played in the second half.
3: So dominant performance then, and Poppy Kelly managed to score a brace in the game. I'm right in saying it's 12 for the season now for her. How important has she been this campaign?
5: Massive. I mean, last year we were playing a slightly different way, so we, we were only operating really with a one forward up top, and that was a target forward. Uh, bringing Poppy into play now has given us a bit more different options, if you like, when we're going into games. So, you know, in certain ways we would set up in a particular way to go out and all-out attack and a high press. In harder games, we know that we can still have an uh, adaptation in our setup where if we want to play, the wing is still high, they don't necessarily need to stay as a front three. So Poppy gives us lots of different options, whether she drifts into channels or she can play outright as that centre-forward.
3: Cambridge City in the final, Matt, what do you make of them as opponents? I imagine you've probably played them plenty of times in the past with City's history in the Eastern Regions League.
5: We have. I mean, they're a very good side, and, and we're all well aware of that. Uh, although, obviously, they're having a difficult season. They're playing two levels above us, and from games that I've seen at that level, it is a very, very big difference to what we're playing at in our league. Um, they might not necessarily be very high in confidence, only having one league win, I think, to date so far, but they're still a very good side. You know, new market in our league. They've beaten them 4-1 at the weekend, um, quite convincingly from the sounds of it. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, but Tim's done a fantastic job there over the years as well, get along with Tim quite well. Um, so we know what we're up against in the final. It will be very tough for us, but we're hoping we can give them a good game.
3: Yeah, it was a, a pretty dominant performance from City on, on Sunday, but as Ollie mentioned there, as I saw with my own eyes, Newmarket had a number of chances or a couple of chances to try and reduce the deficit um, in the end. Playing at the Abbey, though, Matt, how special is that for you? I imagine for the team it must be great, but also we, we forget when we ask these questions about the manager, it must be a great occasion for you.
5: Yeah, definitely. And and for the players in particular, for some of them, they've they probably never played a stadium as big as the Abbey before, so that's going to be quite exciting. And hopefully, you know, that won't sort of overrule them a little bit when they arrive on the evening. We're trying to make sure that the players are nice and relaxed. I've heard, you know, from Ollie Drake saying earlier, and we're very similar. We've got a league play the final ourselves this Sunday. And as we said to the girls at training last night, we have to keep one eye on that game ahead on Sunday first, unfortunately, before we can start thinking about the final.
3: And how much do you try and get that balance between making sure. The girls enjoy the occasion, enjoy the surroundings of the Abbey on Wednesday, but also getting down to business and trying to win the cup final.
5: I think we're all realistic. We've all had conversations and we know that in everyone's eyes, we're going into this game definitely as underdogs. We're we're two levels below Cambridge City at the end of the day. So for us, that's the way we try and sort of derive the pressure. I mean, the pressure really should be more on Cambridge City. They'll be expected to win the game playing two levels above us. Um, So really the girls will go there and enjoy the occasion. Don't be nervous. Be pleased that you're in a cup final because not many teams get to cup finals. Um, And hopefully we'll be able to, like I say, put in a good performance and make it a much more interesting game than we have done previously.
3: Well, all the best for the cup final. Let's quickly talk about the league season, if you don't mind, Matt. In the Eastern Region, Division 1 North, fifth at the minute out of eight. How's it been for you this campaign?
5: Yeah, it was a slow start, but then we've kicked on and had a good run recently, sort of at the back end of November through, really. Um, the frustration, like it probably has been for a lot of other teams, is just all the cancellations. Players are getting frustrated. You know, we're just training and training and not really getting any games on the Sundays with the weather. Um, it's not ideal prep when you're going into a cup final. I mean, I think we've played one game in the last three weeks now, so we're, we're really hoping we do have a game this Sunday and then give us a little bit more preparation ready for Wednesday night's cup final.
3: And of course we know about the Histon pitch, ground sharing the men's first team with obviously themselves and City and then of course you've got the ladies team as well, the reserve sides as well for both. So there's a number of fixtures on the pitch, a number of games in hand for yourself in terms of the league table on the sides above you. So fifth out of eight at the minute, but opportunity to, to rise up the league. What is the aim for the rest of the season?
5: Yeah, I mean, we want to continue our good run that we've had recently. I mean, we still honestly believe within house that we think we're capable of pushing on. The players want to have a real good go at trying to gain promotion this season. Uh, It could be interesting, like you said, there's probably three or four of us in the running for winning in the league this year. Um, We just feel like if we can continue taking each game as we have done all season as it comes, then we just build from that and hopefully we'll be in a good position coming into the season to be challenging to go up.
3: Matt, thank you very much for joining us and wish we all the best for the Cup Final next Wednesday at the Abbey.
5: Thanks very much for having me.
3: Cambridge 105 Radio.